Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. This morning's message is called Turning uh, Mediocrity to Excellence. Um, And, um, you know, how do we turn our everyday existence of mediocrity into the profound expression of God's excellence? That's quite a deep question, isn't it? Because the everyday is kind of average, isn't it? On, normally, we have a lot of average, average days. We have a lot of average existence. But how do we turn that into the profound? You know, I think that most people are more afraid of the dullness of the meaningless of life than they are uh, of actually being afraid. They're, 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 they're more afraid of... Um, they're more afraid of a dullness than they are of failure. Isn't that true? I think, we, I think we would rather have something meaningful going on in our life than we would have something profound. Alright? You know, um, and so this morning actually, uh, I'm going to read to you from Proverbs chapter 31. And I'm going to read to you, because uh, the Proverbs 31 woman is the woman all the other women love to hate, isn't it? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so we're going to read from the Proverbs 31 woman, because here is a woman who takes the mediocrity of every day and makes it incredible. And uh, this is what our mums have been doing for a long time, but not necessarily knowing or valuing what it is they have done. It says here, Brian, who can find a virtuous and capable wife? I know. She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. She does, doesn't she? (laughs) She finds wool and flax and busily spins it, Cheryl. And that's why I got my father's, my mother's spinning wheel. My dad made a spinning wheel, and my my mother, uh, she used a spin wheel, and um, so I brought it home, but it hasn't been used yet. And uh, <laughs> she is like a merchant ship, just a little one, and bringing her food from afar. Well, Tesco's, but it's quite a long way. She gets up before dawn to prepare. Prepare breakfast for her household. <coughs> and plan the day's work for her servant girls. All the mamas in the house go amen for servant girls. <laughs> Christina, she goes to inspect a field and buys it, and with her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Yeah. She is energetic and strong and a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable and her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. We don't know why, but... <laughs> she extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes, and for some reason she makes her own bedspreads. 
I think that's Lillian. And uh, Brian, she dresses in fine linen and purple. Aloha, she dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders drinking coffee and laughing at how amazing their wife is. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. She watches carefully over her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Cheryl, her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous, capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. (laughs) I just scored right there. Charm is deceptive. (laughs) Beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. And let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Isn't that an extraordinary scripture of the extent of the work and the life of a woman and a wife and a mother? And this is the reality. Mums have been doing that for thousands of years have been living the extent of that giving and that life. You know, when I think about my mum, she was an extraordinary, extraordinary woman. She was very intelligent. She was very strong-minded. Uh, she was very independent. Um, she uh, wouldn't suffer fools who, were, who would um, invade into our world. If, they were, if there was something wrong, she would tell the world what was wrong and how they should fix it. Um, she generally had um, uh, one approach to all bad people in the world, and that was she was going to go over and give them a good slippering over her knee. And uh, that, that would generally fix everything. And my mother was very good at putting you over her knee and giving you a good slippering. I can still remember it now. <laughs> and, uh, but this is the reality of my mum's life. She, um, it was the second child uh, born into her house, her older brother had aced the 11 plus and gone on to grammar school which she then went on and did she aced her 11 plus went to go to grammar school but was denied access because after all she was only a girl and so while my uncle went on to become one of the most qualified professors his university had ever had he literally had more letters than you could fit on a compliment slip. <laughs> After his name, it fitted, it took off several rows of qualifications. He continued getting more qualifications and more letters after his name, well into his 70s. And uh, my mum, uh, instead of doing that, my mum went to work at a draper's, and uh, where she learned to make dresses, uh, and uh, where she, um, on Sundays, learned to pay, play the piano for church and just find her place and her duty in life. And yet behind that is a woman 
with great gifts and she was incredibly artistic, uh, could paint the most beautiful pictures, uh, draw the most hilarious pictures. She was always drawing when I was a kid and, and these, these very funny, she would draw um, these sort of funny rabbits and, and make them people and, and kind of, there was always something going on in the house. There was always a lot of laughter and a lot of fun going on. So, so here is a woman who, who could have been, as her brother was, an incredibly profound, intelligent person with great qualifications, but instead she married my dad, uh, produced six children, um, lived, um, had a household with over 50 animals, one of which was a Shetland pony, another one a ram, um, which eventually she, um, it was a pet ram, which eventually, um, once it had died, she skinned it and gutted it uh, and uh, put the contents in the freezer, which we ate for six months. It was very nice. And uh, she, um, she lived this life um, of extreme service to family when she could have been something incredibly qualified because of her intellectual capability. But she wasn't given that opportunity because she was only a woman. But instead, she still managed to turn what could have been mediocre and turned it into a profound, a profound life, an incredible existence, something which was extraordinary uh, in its ordinariness. And, and she managed to turn the average into an adventure. And I, I want to say to you today that, that God gives you the ability and the anointing to take where you're at. It doesn't matter what you could have been. It matters who you are. And we can spend our life hankering after something that has passed us by. And I want to say to you that, you know, when you're young, there are many great opportunities of things you could be. But there comes a point in your life when you realize that there are many things that now you're never going to be. Um, I always remember a friend coming to me and he said, he says, when I reached 40, I realized that I'm definitely not going to be a professional football player. I'm thinking it took you till you were 40 to realize that. You know, there, there are dreams you have in your heart. You realize you're just not going to make it. You're not going to be that person and that dream. But there is a profoundness of the call of God which rests upon your life regardless of whether you are a mom or a dad, whether you are single or whether you have been married, wherever your life has been and wherever you have gone. God wants you to understand that the every Every day has an amazing adventure lined up for you. You have to understand the profoundness of the adventure of life of what God has got for you. You know, she wasn't, my mom wasn't defined by the, um, by the, the things of every, the ordinary of everyday life, but she was defined by the purpose that God had placed upon her in the midst of them. Does that make sense to you? She, she understood that with our lives, we weren't going to be constrained. And this is what I... I mean, my mum was furious that she wasn't able to go to grammar school. I, I remember the vehementness of which she would tell me the story about she wasn't allowed. Uh, and she wasn't allowed to pursue her, her, 
her love of art? Or was she allowed to pursue her love of reading and her love of the English language? And, and um, she, she was extraordinary at both of those things. But instead she had to pursue things which society said she had to be. And so instead of, of, of fighting against who she was in the now, she turned who she was in the now into something incredible where she was able to use her giftings and her talents in the now rather than, rather than trying to change, um, be somebody else that that opportunity had gone. She was going to be the person that God had called her to be in the circumstances she was living in. You know, you've got to understand that you've got to make the most of where you are in the right now. You've got to take a hold of what you are in the right now. You know, it says in Proverbs chapter 3, it says in verse 3 to 4, it says, Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. What is this verse saying? I tell you what it's saying. It's saying that there are more important things than the things you think you could be doing. There are many more important things than the things you could be doing. There are the things that are around you. Everything that surrounds you and in your world of influence is your responsibility to do something magnificent with it. The people that you have in your world are your responsibility to bless and impact with faith and life. It doesn't matter whether you're a mum or not. It doesn't matter whether you're a dad or not. It doesn't matter whether you have children or not. Everyone in your sphere, everyone in your world is there that you may bless them. You may touch them with the profoundness of God's grace that has rested upon your life. And if you discover the joy of taking faithfulness and kindness and tying it around your heart and deciding that that is the most most important thing, then you're able to take all of the gifts and talents that are upon your life and out of that comes an incredible expression of the gift of God upon you around to other people. And you know, this is a fact for my life, right? My mum was denied education to her ability. And I, you know, we could look at that and go, well, that isn't fair. It isn't fair. But God had a better plan. She married my dad and had six amazing kids. She had me for a start. That's got to be pretty good, isn't it? Well, not as a start. She had me as a last thought, actually. I tell you, the only reason why I exist today is because she doesn't like odd numbers and she had five children and felt that six was a better number. That's why I'm here. Just to fill the gap. There was a space at the dining table. Someone had to sit there. That was me. But the call of God is on my life and I am here today because of my mum and her faith. Let me tell you something, you never met my mum but you're only here today because of her. Isn't that extraordinary? See, a person's life and faith is not constrained 
because of what could have been. You can do something incredible with your now and you do not realize the fruit and reward. My mum is in glory and she is being rewarded today with her faithfulness because of what she sowed and her rewards are keep being paid out. They're still being paid to her account because of her faith because she wouldn't accept that her life is going to be meaningless. So she took the average and the ordinary and the poor. We, had, we grew up in poverty. My dad was crippled with arthritis. My mom didn't just have six um, children and 50 animals. She also had a husband who uh, was um, at 28, went down with extreme uh, arthritis. His spine fused, his back fused, um, his neck was stuck forward. He was in incredible pain for 20 years Um, And after that time, he was then just had very limited movement. But in those 20 years, he had extreme pain. It was extremely difficult. He couldn't work very, um, very much. He was very slow at work because because of the pain and the condition he was in. But he was a a hard, strong-minded man himself and and wouldn't sort of quit. He wouldn't wouldn't say he couldn't work um, and and, uh, would often comment about people who who said they couldn't work when, when... when here is a man who the doctor said should be in a wheelchair but carried on working. And, and so because mum had six children and all these animals and a, and a husband, she would then often work in a rubber factory producing rubber stamps for tyres at night just so that she could come home and put food on the table. So that's a, that's a, there's a mindset there. But in all of that, that was just in the place of existence but there was something more profound going on within her mindset. And I want you to understand that there is something, if we can get the profoundness of that mindset, we can turn the average, the ordinary, the heartbroken, the difficult, those things which are challenging in our life, and we can take all of those things and we can look at them and say, God can enable all of this to shine with His glory and to radiate something more profound. Radiate something more meaningful. Radiate something that brings fruit, fruit and eternal reward. We have kids who are serving God. I have my nephew here, Jonathan, is up on a training course uh, doing leadership, being touched by God because of what happened with my, my parents. My, uh, my nephew, Oliver, um, who is a pastor, youth pastor in Australia, um, is coming to preach here in November. He's doing a tour of some of the INC churches. Uh, he's an incredible young man of God. And all of that is in existence. <laughs> all of that is in existence because of what happened when somebody said, I am not going to let that which is ordinary constrain my life. And I need you to understand, see, faithfulness begins to work through your heart. It's, you know, one of the things about my mom was um, that everyone, she, she had these certain things that um, because we, our family line came from this, um, came from aristocracy. And on my mother's side, uh, my great, 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 it's either great, 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 or there's a, a Somewhere back there, all right. So in the in the 19th century, he was a viscount, uh, and uh, he um, uh, 
he, he, married, he married the servant girl um, and had children, which is where my family line comes from, and then got disinherited. Uh, and then what happened is um, she then died, uh, and then he then married back into aristocracy, and our family line was cut off from the, cut off from the inheritance of the, the family line. Uh, but so my mum would come along and say, we might be poor, but we're still posh. And she had, this, she had this thing that she would not be robbed of her dignity. And, uh, and so while we had extraordinary poverty, she had, she, she had these rules about what you can and can't do, uh, particularly around the mill table, no elbows on the mill ta- at the mill table, and uh, certain sort of rules because of who you are, you must remember who you are. And, uh, and, she had, and there were certain weeks you were only allowed to call her mummy, not mum. There was, mum was common. Common people are called mum. She was called mummy. It's very posh, isn't it? And, uh, and so we used to call her mummy. Eventually we got tired of calling her mummy because it's quite embarrassing, isn't it? It's just not the done thing in today's society, only in certain circles. And uh, we didn't live in those circles, I can assure you. So, um, so we used to call her mother and, uh, and all sorts of other uh, sort of posh names. But she actually became known as mummy when she, when she passed away. Um, we had any number of people who came and they all called her mummy too. She was not how, and they would just talk about mummy. That's who she was. She was mummy to them as well. And that was, you see, when you live your life and you, you take something as ordinary as a, a poor um, lifestyle as a mother and you decide that this mother is going to make a difference regardless, you suddenly start mothering a whole generation. And your motherhood becomes something which is touching many people's lives. I want you to know that whether you're a mother, whether you're a father, whether you, have, you, you haven't even reached that stage in your life yet, regardless of who you are, whatever the title that comes upon you, upon you, you might just think it's just this. It, you might be defined by your work title. But I want you to understand it doesn't matter what that is. Whoever you are, you're a person that's making a difference in other people's lives. You've got to understand that when you tie faithfulness and kindness around your neck, who you are begins to flow out of you and the gift and the creativity of your life begins to become expressed in far more powerful terms. You know, it says here, let's read from Proverbs 14 and verse 26. It says this, Those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a refuge for their children. You know, you can read Proverbs 31 many different ways. But I want you to understand that Proverbs 31 is about a woman who decided to take a hold of the responsibilities of life that were around her and turn them into an opportunity for an amazing adventure. In our world, when I was growing up, it was a poor world. The clothes that we couldn't get secondhand, my mother would make. That's what happened. I remember she took two years to knit me a pair of socks. 
and uh, she was always, she was always sewing and repairing and and just making stitching up stuff. But she decided to make me these pair of socks, and and she kept losing the wool because she was unbelievably scatty. She would um, she would I would sometimes find I uh, come home from school and I'd find her um, reading a book in one of the kids' bedrooms, sitting on the floor halfway through a, a book. And just lost in this world of, uh, and then she would get up and she would run around going, "Oh, is that the time? My goodness!" And she would rush off and she would get dinner and and uh, she would she would do all the but um, and so she would make these. Uh, she would in the process of that she would make these socks. And I remember, and I had these. She had grey wool for for school socks, and then she ran out of grey wool and she couldn't find any more. So she had gold, like really bright gold, and so I ended up with gold toes on the end of my sock and I, and I remember coming to school and I was so proud of my socks and, and I was about eight years of age and I whipped off my shoe and I plonked my foot on my teacher's desk and I said look at my socks <laughs> my teacher she talked about my socks all year she was so impressed I was so proud of my mum and the sock making ability it might have taken her two years to make them <laughs> but you know here <laughs> But the extraordinary thing is that what happens with the Proverbs 31 woman is that she is looking at the ordinary things and she's giving her life for them that her next generation may be touched and blessed and what? Held secure. This is the greatest prayer and cry of all of our hearts is that our family are safe. We've experienced that this week more than, more than ever. Um, and so that is a, the greatest cry of your heart. But there is something which is more deeply profound than your physical safety. And it is the safety of your heart, of where your heart is, is set, of where your heart is secure. And this is what my, my, uh, my mum, she grew up in a very traditional church environment. Uh, so much so um, that um, she was assured that she couldn't be sure of whether she's born again because you can't be that sure whether God's grace is actually extended to you. Yeah, great, isn't it? So she said she gave her heart to Jesus uh, at an evangelistic and an evangelical uh, service um, outside of her church and then she was deeply troubled by the, 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 something that her, the elders of her church had told her because they were so severe and you can't be sure of your salvation um, and, so, um, and so in all of those things you can imagine that your own heart would be kind of turned away and so instead of turning away she ran after God even more to prove that you can be definitely sure of your salvation but what she did is she um, even though she wrestled it in her heart it troubled her for years am I really saved she set it in stone in her own children's heart that if you give your life to Christ and we discovered that church became an adventure we grew up in a very traditional church it was mind numbingly boring but she would I mean mind numbingly boring it would be so boring. you the most exciting thing that happened in church was watching the minute hand of the clock move and you'll be, I saw it move. <laughs> I saw it with one of those massive clocks that was just uh, opposite the preacher who was six foot above contradiction. And he would, uh, uh, and he would, he would be there and around on the edge, end of the balcony, it would be one of those three-quarter balcony chapels. And, and it was mind-numbingly boring, but 
they, she set this thing in stone that God was greater than all of this. He was greater than the, the tradition of men. And she never allowed the tradition and the form to take a hold of our heart, but rather our love and our passion for Christ. And so we ended up going from that to a spirit-filled church of the same denomination, but a church that had literally been touched by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we were brought up in this strict Baptist tradition, which is quite um, harsh and quite formal. And a strict Baptist church had been touched by the grace of God. And the whole chapel had been moved. And the pastor um, had been filled with the Spirit. And all the elders had been filled with the Spirit. And the congregation had just come alive. And we went from that traditional place to that place of life. And, and we were taught certain things. First thing, never miss a Sunday. Never miss church. We were taught never miss a Sunday, even when it was mind-numbingly boring. Don't make that compromise. Why? Because God's more important than the environment you're living in. The kingdom of God is more important. The investment you make into the next generation is more important than the environment you're living in. And you've got to understand there are things which you sow into your heart and sow into your life. I, I want you to understand, if you want to take the mediocre of your life and make it amazing, you, you make it amazing with the gifts and talents of who you are. Let it shine out of the ordinariness of your life. You don't have to hanker after a promotion. You don't have to hanker after recognition. All you have to desire is the ability to take what you have and let it shine with the glory and the wonder of God's grace. If you let the grace of Jesus Christ shine out of your heart in the ordinary, other people's lives will be touched and changed forever. My parents were very Ordinary. They would they they would have not say have nothing said marvelous about them, but they just loved people and loved everyone that came into their world. They lived in a very small world. They didn't have a big world vision. They didn't. They never flew in an aeroplane. They wouldn't. In fact, my dad was actually afraid of it. He went in a helicopter because um, I said, I thought you were afraid of flying. And he goes, I am, but a helicopter is closer to the ground. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know, trying to work that one out. And uh, so they, they lived in this, this small world, but their world that they lived in, they filled it full of God's grace and adventure and opportunity. And I want to say to you, instead of trying to find something more, why don't you make something amazing with what you've got? And if you can make what you've got amazing, God can give you so much more. We are here today celebrate mums. Uh, I don't think mums necessarily appreciate how much they are Proverbs 31. I don't think they realize how much they do to make life incredible. But I, I want us all to know today that your mediocre is actually your opportunity to be amazing and to excel in the things of God. Let's stand up, shall we? Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.junctionchurch.com. God bless.